Lee, I will never, ever, ever get tired of listening to those fingers roll across the keyboard of that organ. My, the spirit that I feel when you play, God bless you. And hello out there, everybody. God is moving by his spirit in all the earth. And wonderful things are happening. People are being healed through the Gentile. Revelation is just rolling out. And the plan for getting everything together to one th day soon, God help us to get everything published, is like the ark moving up the road. It's on the way. It can't be too much longer. Blessed be the name of God. So today, we have much, much to share. And we'll get right into the word because there is so much to share. But just before we do, let's cover a couple things on uh, questions uh, presented by J.J., John. And thank you for these questions, John. Uh, the ones I want to cover today tie into the teaching. Um, this was question number eight. Does Lucifer have the power to be in more than one place at a time? Yes, he does. Um, uh, does Lucifer live in Azam or, or one of the moons? Uh, he's in the spirit world. I, I shared this last week. Uh, he deals with um, with using familiar spirits and and uh, and takes control of other, of bodies by his uh, connection with the familiar spirit thing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Question um, uh, eleven: Should we pray for Lucifer to repent and return to I am? No. Question twelve: What happens to the angels who are co-owned with Lucifer? Uh, they become punctuated points uh, in the matter of of the uh, universe that is finally rolled into a scroll. I will be covering that subject today, Lord willing, if I have enough time. Those are the ones that we wanted to accentuate today, uh, all that we have time for. But uh, let's not forget that uh, this is uh, part 10 of uh, the interpretation of the lost book of the War of the Gods. And we must not forget this meeting that is going on that is bringing forth all of this incredulous information. Uh, Moses at the bush meeting uh, with the, the angel who represents Yahweh. And how do we know that? Well, we know that because it comes from the tetragrammaton word. And, uh, and so when you see it in most of your Bibles, the name of the Lord is all in capital letters. And when it's in capital letters, it means that that particular name of the Lord being used there was from the Tetrachomaton, the four letters. Now, it's very interesting to note that there are two letters of the alphabet of the Hebrew that is not translatable in English. There is no common ground uh, uh, of uh, transliteration that can be used to translate those letters. So whenever they appear in some word, uh, it really does uh, take a, a criterion or 
what, what shall we say, even a different way. It, 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 it really takes a mystery revelation. And uh, so uh, you can be a perfect Hebrew scholar, but if you don't have a Holy Ghost revelation, uh, then you can be thrown for a loop. Okay, so this meeting is going on. Um, Moses is experiencing this same kind of connection that when he was meeting with uh, the angels uh, and Yaviel on the mount um, of, um, of, of, of the Zion, or we'll call it the, the, the mount where the ten words were received. And there's a couple different names for that. Uh, we've already taught this. You should you should have this down. Uh, Sinai, of course, was one of the names, Mount Sinai. So, this revelation to to Moses is the beginning of his uh, uh, being anointed and chosen and being given a divine escort uh, for this ministry that uh, he is to be involved in. Okay, now then. We 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 talked about uh, Lucifer and the 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 uh, fifth generation. Uh, we shared with you uh, from the book of uh, Revelations uh, and uh, chapter um, uh, nine. Uh, and the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Uh, this was the fifth generation day representation um, and uh, it's just incredible how how the Bible is so fulfilling now people have to have to come into an understanding of how real this thing about uh, about you know Lucifer is uh, if if uh, you don't get this message then you go through life without realizing uh, the meaning uh, of uh, Ephesians 6.12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, wickedness in high places. When you are going through tribulation, when you feel the forces of darkness pressing against you, and when many times you just think that it's confrontational things that are happening in the physical realm, maybe caused by other people, maybe caused by problems within yourself, what you have to realize is a memorization of this verse and its importance. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And Paul, in a higher way than even any of the disciples, as far as it being expressed, understood that meaning. He understood we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. He understood that we are wrestling against the principalities and power, and there is a war out there going on. And these principalities, from which the word prince, many times uh, the prince of this, the prince of that, you know, that is a, sort of an abbreviated way of saying principality. And, 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 and they are powers and they are rulers of the darkness of this world. And later, when Lucifer takes 
a body. He takes he's taken different bodies. The Bible talks about the 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 different deaths uh, of the physical that he will experience, meaning different bodies. But this one particular body becomes the supreme body of all bodies, and he's able to uh, maintain a lot of uh, of his uh, concepts from his spirit. Uh, and not be blocked by the flesh, and uh, and and he he is called the Cosmocrator, C O S M O K R A T O R. I prefer that spelling, uh, you know. And and um, you know you might look up some of the ver- uh, uh, some like uh, for instance Strong's uh, uh, Greek uh, Dictionary Concordance um, number two eight eight eight. Uh, it. It explains the cosmocrator being a world ruler. Now, uh, this is who the Bible says against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, and and that that is where the wrestling takes place. That is where the real true war is, and if you forget that, then you you for sure uh, will will not be aware. Of, of some very, very important scriptures. And and uh, I'll tell you what, there are things written in the Bible that a lot of people are not, they're just, they're just not aware of. For inst- instance, how many people are really aware of Revelations uh, chapter 13 and verse 8? And all that dwell upon the earth, A-L-L, all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, meaning Lucifer, Satan, the beast, and all that. And you can find that by going back to verse 4. And they worship the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worship the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? We have this war thing, like it mentions in Ephesians, that I just read to you. And and there was given to him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemings and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months, which represents the time times and a half times, which represents the the the, the generation ages. And it was given unto him, it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Now get a hang of this. You won't like it. You won't like it. But get a hang of it. It was given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundations of the world. So, if you don't understand that what this is all about that's happening on earth is something that happened to the Lamb before the foundations of the earth. If you you don't understand that what is going on here is a distinction and a separation between the all of the people who live on earth that do not have their names written in the book of the life of the Lamb, who was slain from the foundations of the world, and those who do have their names written. So the whole revelation about the who we are of those people whose names were written before the foundations of this earth. If you don't have that revelation, if you don't have that application, then you are guaranteed 
to be to to be overcome by the power of Satan and his beast. Because it says all in verse eight that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundations of the world. And that is why this teaching that the Holy Manifest gives is so incredibly important. Before I was married, I've been married 51 years, and of course dated uh, uh, the lady who became my wife before then. Before that time, I had received the revelation of the fallen angels and who they were. And when I went on my honeymoon after uh, after we were married, the thing that I did on our honeymoon was really get into the revelation of the scriptures of the fallen angels with my now wife, who I've been married to for 51 years plus. Okay, just wanting you to, to get onto that and, to, and, and to, to see the port, important thing. Now, just to get this out of the way so you have it, there's going to be a great white throne judgment. We find that in chapter 20 of Revelations. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, and whose face the earth and the heavens fled away, and there was found no place. There was found no place. So we see in this revelation there is something called a white throne judgment and that really is important to understand in the light of the revelation of the things i will be sharing with you today the lord's dwelling because there is so much to cover and this may take two or three uh you know times to really uh you know get it all down to where uh you you have heard it but but uh we know that um that these things are, are so real. And we know that this white throne judgment in, uh, is, is um, given a great uh, connection to in chapter 7 of Daniel, verse 9. And I beheld till the thrones were cast down. Thrones were cast down. And the angel, ancient of the, of the days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like a fiery flame, his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him. Ten thousand times ten thousands stood before him. The judgment was set, and all books were opened. And we see that during that time, uh, that in verse 13, And behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days. And they, and they brought him before him. And there was given him, the Son of Man, of course, who is also the Son of God, uh, a dominion and glory and a kingdom. And all the uh, people, nations, and languages should uh, serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away in his kingdom, uh, that which shall not be destroyed. And uh, so there has been a plan going way, 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 way back in time, going way back before the foundation of this, of this earth, in which these things have, are, have been a plan. So when we make this purport, we are not making something that is foolish. 
We are not making something that is inaccurate and disinformation. We are not making something that is just a summation of, of wishful thinking. We are actually presenting the deep infold of the Bible. And that's why we accentuate the word manifest. Because manifest means to bring to light. And that means that like, if the light is not focused on something, you can read across it without really getting uh, uh, the message. And But when the, uh, the light focuses and manifests the word, punctuates the word, magnifies the word, then you suddenly are able to see what heretofore was invisible. And that is the teaching of the invisible Bible and all those kind of things that we give. So I'm laying that all out there. Uh, now, we want to just, you know, uh, quickly look at um, uh, a few scriptures uh, that that first talk about the subject of Lucifer, Satan, that we're talking about. Uh, let's, for instance, let, let's just uh, start in the book of Job, chapter 1. And uh, that's just the book just before Psalms. And let's just go to, to Job chapter 1 uh, and, and verse nine, 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Capital O, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's the Tetragrammaton, the four letters, uh, which basically they say is not known. And Satan came also among them. And the Lord capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and issueth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made a hedge about him, and about his house, and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the, in the land. But put forth thine hand, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto him, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Now, this has been going on. They say that Job is the oldest book in the Bible. This has been going on for eons of time. This thing of, of the Satan. We see that there's a conversation that occurs between Yaviel and, 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 and Satan. That they talk, that they discuss things, that they talk about people. Uh, that they, you know, Jesus inquired, where have you been? Where are you coming from? You know, and 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 uh, uh, Satan, uh, Lucifer, Satan is still uh, um, of an of the nature that uh, he his judgment has not come on him yet, so he he can still appear at the meetings of the sons of God, and we can't miss those kind of notations. We can't miss those kinds of bits of important punctuated information. Uh, they are just essential to getting the whole story that we need to know. And, uh, and then we, we find that incredulous revelation in Job 38, which covers so many different stories, you know, of, of the, the whole thing, uh, you know, about, about the fall. In Job 38, the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, this is verse 1, 
Who is this that darkeneth counsel by the words of knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, I will demand of thee. Gird up now thy loins like a man, I will demand of thee, and answer thou me. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declareth thou hast understanding. You've got to get this down. You have to understand this is something that God wants his people to know and to understand. And if you have understanding of the Word of God, if you have understanding by the Holy Spirit of what the message for today is and what the message for the past, the present, and the future is, it's about this whole thing that all of those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life are the only ones that will not, in, that will not uh, end up worshiping Lucifer Satan. All of the rest of the people on the whole planet Earth past, present, and future, are going to be worshiping Lucifer, Satan, and the beast. Only those who have come into this revelation, and their names are written there, and they are making a claim of that, it is that claim that is going to protect you from the powers and the, and the forces and the dominion of Lucifer, Satan. Because otherwise, he has been given the right in Revelation to take control over all of these people, even people who are operating under, under the name of being uh, saints. So hear me today. This message is absolutely essential. Okay, so going on in this Job 38, you know, um, where were you uh, when I laid the foundations? Um, you know, uh, verse 6, where were you when I fastened the cornerstone? Verse 7, important. When the morning stars, where were you when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? This is during the creation uh, of the galaxy and, uh, uh, and uh, the solar system, uh, rather, and, and, and this earth. Um, and uh, so it, it, it is so, so important. It says in 38 verse 21, Thou knowest it because thou wast then born. Now, question marks do not exist. None of that kind of punctuation exists in the Hebrew, in the original, uh, original text. So that's just put in there by, by, by the scholars that, that could not understand the meaning of this. So they made it a question. But it isn't a question. And, and in several of the other version Bibles, it says, you know because you were born then. So in the Bible itself, it tells us, as it says here, and because the number of your days, and this isn't 24-hour days, this is talking about generation days, it's telling you how ancient that you are. And that's why one day you'll be dealing with the ancient of days, you know, when the thrones are cast down. And so you must not lose this. You must not forget this. You must keep it in, uh, uh, you know, to, to your knowledge, because... Believe me, uh, it, is, it, it is part of the most wonderful and incredulous salvation uh, um, subject that God has given us to set his people free. And do not, do not, do not fail to get in and to learn these manifest teachings because, believe me, they are for your salvation. They are all part of the Wonderful, wonderful things that God has made, uh, you know, for his people to have a way out of the darkness. So uh, we, we, we've, got, we've, got to, we've got to move on, uh, but, but in this aspect here, uh, you know, there are many, many other revelations 
that are that are mentioned and noted and uh and one of the the interesting things that it says um you know in verse uh um uh, 31 can you bind the sweet influences of the pleiades or loose the bands of orion can thou bring forth mazurath mazurath in his season or guide the, the guide arturus with his sons Basically, it is mentioning three different locations that represent the three different kinds of angels, the Ophanim, the Seraphim, and the Cherubim that came to this this uh, galaxy, this sol solar plex. Okay, so it is all here, and it's challenging us. Can you do these things? Can you bind these sweet influences? Yes, you can. Uh, 33, do you know the ordinances of the heaven? Can you set the dominion thereof in the earth? Yes, you can. These things of the past, that which was, that which is, that which is to come, is who the Lord says he is. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am that which was, I am that which is, I am that which is to come. And we are to know him and be a part of him and take him into our life. And we are to transassimilate him into our life. And by doing that, we become a part of that which was, of that which is, and that which is to be. And by becoming a part of that which is, and uh, which was, and is, and is to be, we are then able to know the ordinances described in Job 38, 33 of the heaven and to set the dominion thereof in the earth. And that is the process of what's going on with this holy manifest revelation. We are setting the dominion of this reality of that which was and that which is to come. And as I've read to you many times in uh, the book of Revelations, when, when John was given uh, the declaration of, of how he was to, to write uh, you know, this, this revelation, in chapter 1, uh, verse 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which, and which is to come. Uh, you know, and and uh, he is he is explaining this uh, to John, and in ver uh, verse um, eleven uh, he says, "I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. Uh, what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches." So, what he was talking about was this revelation of the first and the last, that which was, that which is, that which is to come. And when it says in Job, can you set this, that which, that which is past, can you set the things of the heavens, the foundations, can you set that in the dominion of the earth? Can you make it so people can understand it? Can you make people understand it so that they can have a recognition and a connection to, to the fact that their name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life? And there, are, there have been and there will be people whose names are not written down in the Lamb's Book of Life because they do not have a soul as you have a soul. I'm not talking body soul, I'm talking spirit soul. Okay, I know we've touched on those things before, but getting into this teaching, we, we have to get into it. Now, just to cover some important things that is said in the Bible about Lucifer, Satan, uh, you know, turn with me to Isaiah. And let's just look uh, at uh, Isaiah 14:12 because uh, this is a pivotal uh, scripture, and uh, it's uh, not anything that we, can, that we can miss. Verse 12, 
How art thou fallen, fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Now we know that there has been some people come up and say, ah, that Lucifer name is an incorrect name. It's improperly translated. Uh, you know, you are, those people who are saying that are 100% uh, translationally incorrect. Uh, I don't have the time to do a, a, a translational proof that Lucifer is the right n name uh, because, because uh, the whole revelation that it brings in verse 12, O Lucifer, son of the morning, is a really, really important revelation uh, because it, 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 it ties in to, to the job that uh, Lucifer had uh, that it explains in another scripture in Ezekiel about him being, um, you know, the anointed uh, cherub that covereth. And uh, so um, it is very important that it tells this thing about, you, you know, uh, old Lucifer, son of the morning, how didst thou, uh, 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 how, how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? And thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend to heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I'll ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. And they that see thee and nearly look upon thee shall consider thee and say, It's just a man. Now this is when he takes the body and uh, of the cosmocrator, uh, you know, and and um, I I gave you the reference to that in the start of this uh, teaching, and so it's very very important how this all comes about and the, the meaning meanings of this. Uh, then uh, let's uh, quickly turn to Ezekiel twenty eight. Uh, I'm moving real fast on this because I want to get into the reading. Uh, but we, 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 we've got to lay the foundation, even though we've covered it before. It is, uh, you know, uh, we, we have to have a continuity of the word. So, uh, you know, turn to uh, Lucifer 28, and let's just read what it says here. Now, we've explained that uh, when it talks about in 28, son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, that when it's talking about the prince of Tyrus, the word Tyrus uh, actually um, means rock. And uh, stones and rocks are uh, are symbols um, that uh, we we have we have to uh, consider and not forget that those stones and rocks are symbols that have been used, and they're used all the way through the Bible. They're used for the Urim and Thummim. They're used for the foundations of, of Jerusalem. They're used to describe uh, uh, Jesus Christ as a rock of ages. They're used in, in the Old Testament to describe that there was another rock. This other rock, this great power, was the, the force of Satan, and so he was another rock of ages, and there was uh, the rock of ages who was who was Christ. So uh, we understand we understand that, and uh, we've we've got it all down, and we are going to be uh, so caught up with this word as I am able to get into it and bring it all together, and uh, so um, uh, we we will um, uh, we we will get into the into this very shortly. Uh, uh, I. I Perhaps I said the book of Lucifer. Uh, what we're talking about when we say the book of Lucifer is uh, the things that Lucifer has written uh, in, in uh, his uh, putting out his idea and concepts because just as there is a, a book of the Lord, there's a book of Lucifer. And, and uh, 
so you know, uh, 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 but I'm not just sure because I don't quite remember how how I did use that. But anyway, in the in the book of uh, of Ezekiel, not referring that to the book of Lucifer, there is there is a reference, um, of course, very uh, specifically important to the uh, whole thing about uh, about you know this revelation of. Uh, of of God and of, and of the connection of Lucifer uh, on the planet to his purpose against God Jesus Christ. Okay, so Son of Man, uh, you know, uh, second uh, verse of of, of uh, Ezekiel twenty eight, uh, Son of Man saying to Prince of Tyrus, that was Ezekiel, was the son of man. Thus saith the Lord, because thine heart is lifted up, now I have said, I am a God. I sit in the seed of God in the midst of the seas. Thou art a man, and not a God, though thou set thy heart as, a, as the heart of God. Now we see that this person was, was setting himself to be something that he really wasn't. Well, why was that? That's because he was possessed with the uh, and had a familiar spirit to, to Lucifer, Satan. And Satan was using him because uh, Tyrus, meaning rock, is also the symbolic name of, of Satan, Lucifer. And, and so, just like there's the book of God, there's the book of Satan. Just like there's the rock of God, there's the, the, the you, you know, uh, there's the rock of, of Satan. And, and uh, uh, we have to begin to see these, these opposite parts, uh, the negative and, and the, uh, the, ver the various different calibration that, that is set up to uh, bring all these things into the various ordinances. Um, so, so um, we just uh, want to want to understand that uh, here that uh, in this the twenty eighth verse uh, of a twenty eighth chapter of Ezekiel, we're not calling that the book of Satan, but we're saying that that and what I meant to say is that it incorporates the aspect of what what makes the book of uh, of Satan, because it is a disposition and a deposit of revelation, both about uh, the things of God and the things of Satan. And we are really going to open that up here, you know, after our break, which will be taken in about a minute or two. And, and we're going to really see, uh, in, and down here in uh, verse 12, um, take up a lamentation against the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in uh, Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. You see these things of the of the stones, the sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onks and jasper, uh, the sapphire, the emerald, the, car, uh, the carbuncle and gold. The, these, uh, we have done the teaching, represent the co-unings that he had. Verse 14, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. I have set thee so. Now now we see that this Tyrus is both on the one side, this this person, and on the other side, he is by the familiar spirit um, uh, represented the anointed cherub, cherub uh, singular for cherubim plural, and and thou wast upon the holy mountain, uh, and we will get into that revelation of the holy mountain and how that there was 
so to speak, the book of Satan, the, the plan of Satan on the holy mountain, and there is a book of God, the plan of God on the holy mountain, and, and there was this war between the two, just like the East and the West Garden. And so we're going to take a break right now, and, uh, and Janet Lee's going to play on the organ, and then we'll be back in five minutes or so. God bless you.
Again, thank you, Janet Lee. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And here we go again, people. We're going to roll right on. And so there, has, there is this equation. There is this differentiation. There is this, this scale of balance on one side, differentiating from the scale and balance on the other side. Uh, there are these uh, uh, forces, uh, divisions of darkness, divisions of light, uh, one belonging to convolution, the other belonging to involution, uh, going along uh, with the continuum of concept of the 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 day as an involution and the night as a convolution and and so the 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 convolution turns away from the light the involution goes inward toward the light and and so one is the day and one is is the dark and one is the 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 sun of the morning, or, or and that would be an S-O-N, sun of the morning. But then we see a time in which Lucifer, which the name means light and can mean sun of morning, uh, has a job in which he uh, has been given as the anointed cherub, and he is involved during the creation time, and really gets involved during the fifth day of creation. But we got to move, we got to move, because uh, we've talked about a lot of this. We see that in chapter 12 that there is uh, a war in heaven. Uh, verse 7, and there was, war, uh, there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels. So uh, we, we see Lucifer being co-owned as we describe these, these stones that represented that co-owning in Ezekiel, the 28th chapter. Uh, we see that, that every co-owned angel uh, had to be an angel that had origin, arisen uh, in, in, in the host of angels and uh, was equal to an archangel. Uh, but because there already was an archangel, then the only resolution there was if, to, if you were going to enter into archangelship would be to co-own with the present archangel, which in that case, you know, uh, was was Lucifer, and and um, and he was in a particular status of being uh, the second in command archangel. So they that had reached that level of second in command archangel, uh, they co-owned with Lucifer. Every one of them then was equal in power and mind and authority and, and, and knowledge uh, of, of an archangel. So you're talking a tremendous, powerful force. Okay, so we see this is Bible, throughout the Bible. And then in the Revelations 11.15, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of the Lord. It is not till late in the Bible, late in the descriptions, that the kingdom of this world becomes the kingdoms of the Lord. So we see that obviously, that if, if they were not until that time the kingdoms of the Lord, that prior to that they were obviously the kingdoms of Lucifer, Satan. And and there is so much scripture, uh, it is, it is uh, so uh, powerful for God's people to be aware of these things. Now, um, uh, w w there are so many things that we could get into, so many things we could abide on. But first, I want to read the story of Adam. It is so beautiful. And then I'm going to get right into this thing uh, of where we get into the uh, uh, 
the thing of, of the judgment. Okay, this is from uh, a book in the um, Holy Manifest called Who Are the Mortals? The Story of Adam. In the course of time, now this is from the Holy Manifest. In the course of time, it came to be that the spirit of Yahweh prepared a spirit, prepared to spirit a body house that could be prepared as a progenerator of body houses for the fallen angels. Meanwhile, the cherubim searched for such a body house. Finally, among the Hedekel Euphrates people were found a male and female whose names were Anar, A-N-A-R, and Dorsa, D-O-R-S-A. Anar and Dorsa were highly intelligent people of their time, possessing knowledge and talents unusual for their day. Uh, now understand, these are part of the, the four river people uh, that that was the river that went in, into Eden uh, uh, and uh, and came out on the other side and split into four, four, four uh, rivers. But at one time it was just one river. That's why in the book of Revelations when it talks about the river Euphrates and the four angels, uh, we see that the the one the, the four rivers that split off out of the uh, of Eden become one river again. And Anar and Dorsa were highly intelligent people of their time, possessing knowledge and talents unusual uh, talents unusual for their day. Then the captain of the host of the cherubim said, "There are none of the humans worthy to birth so great a spirit as Yaviel's. Nevertheless, there must be a body provided for Un, even if from the slowed atoms of the dust of of." Uh, who, who, what these people are. It came to pass that the cherubim mentally caressed the genetics of Anor and Dorsa to advance their potential offspring. Then putting a, a, a spirit of peace and love upon them, they, they loving each other became man and wife. Thus they were inspired to have a child. So it was, Dorsa became pregnant. As the embryo child, um, embryo child advanced, uh, or experience uh, trans advancing, the child kicked roughly in the womb uh, of Dorsa, and she said, What kind of child is this to come forth from me? Behold, the child was filled with the Holy Spirit in the mother's womb, but she knew it not. At the same time, sightings of things unknown to the Hidakal were happening. And, uh, Anar and Dorsa were fearful of the many strange sightings of lights, for they understood not of flying zoots and zits. Then Anar said, what is, the, uh, that, what is this that is to happen? I fear the child to be born as a god. It came to pass in the course of time that Dorsa gave birth to the child, and it was so that after Anar had cut the navel cord um, connecting to herself, but did not cut the navel cord from the child or tie it off, um, that they looked upon the child to see its, uh, its sex, and behold, it appeared androgynous, meaning neither male nor female. Then Anor and Dorsa were afraid for their lives because the Euphrates people had a tradition that any parents birthing defective or unusual children should be killed along with the child. Then Anar said, I will kill the child and hide his body. But Dorsa, hoping for a miracle, said, No, do not kill the child, but let a wild beast kill it. Then Anor, uh, Anor took the child unwashed in his own blood, his navel cord not tied, and, and Un cast the child into a field far from the camp, and so it was the child landed safely upon the soft grasses of earth. You can find this in the 16th chapter of Ezekiel. Immediately the watching angels, 
came to behold the new child, and Un stank with the smell of afterbirth, and was stained with blood. Then Gabriel pitied the child with great compassion, and Gabriel said, In you is the great spirit of Yaviel of the Ophanims. You have a body and part of Anar, and a body uh, and part of Dorsa, a little body of common red earth. Therefore your name shall be called Adam." When the angels had cleaned and fed the child, they rejoiced with many uh, praises. Be it known that the cherubim angels are the good watcher uh, guardians for the spirits of humankind. And so it was the angels raised Adam to adulthood and and, uh, uh, breathed into him uh, a spirit soul and communed with, with, with Un daily, instructing Un. And when Adam was fully grown, they took Adam and placed uh, Un in the garden east of Eden. All the, in all the lands of the earth, there was not a land as majestic as the land of Eden. Uh, there it was that the powers of the principalities of the angels were in alignment with the, with the energies of nature and the emergent generations of the creations. And there was a special harmony between the plants, uh, which were the lower creations, and the animals, which were a higher creation. And the animals breathed the breath given by the plants, and the plants breathed the breath given by the animals, each with thankfulness. Nowhere in the whole earth uh, were the cycles of life more evident and better understood than in the land of Eden. And there it was that death was understood to lead to life, and life was understood to be a wheel. And the creatures were inspired by the beauty of the foliage and the flowers and the plants and the grandeur of the trees and the smell of the forest. Indeed, the land of Eden was arrayed in magnificent splendor, and there was not any place on earth with the same likeness as the land of Eden. It came to pass in the course of time that the eastern regions of the valley of the mountains of Eden, that great numbers of angels gathered to sanctify a holy portion of the land. Then Gabriel said, Let there never be a time when there shall fail to be a, fail to be a sacred spot on earth, holy and dedicated to the Almighty I Am. And so it was that a garden of paradise was made in East uh, Eden, and the angels charged the garden with magnetic shields of polarized energies, so that a shroud of scarlet, blue, and purple light towered over the region, and the heavens were opened, and the crystal city called Salem descended unto the earth, even upon a great mountain in the Garden of Eden, and the shape of the uh, crystal uh, and the shape of, of the crystal was as a as two pyramids joined together at the base, base to base, for even so this uh, mansion of the angels of the spaceship called a uh, flying uh, was called a flying dome now remember um, this was written like 50 years ago in are given in revelation like 50 years ago or more plus over 50 years ago uh, when i received the first revelation of the of, of the the fallen angels and all that i had received a lot of this but i had not received it in the word for word writ until you know uh, a, a a little later time uh but um anyway um uh the 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 uh heavens were opened and the crystal city called Salem descended unto the earth on a great mountain in the garden of eden and uh and and uh, uh this this whole city that that uh uh called Salem that descended 
you know, uh, it goes on to say what's called a flying dome, D-O-M-E. Then one part of the dome, becoming the lower pura, P-U-R-A, settled into the rock of the mountain, and one part of the dome, becoming the upper pura, set upon the surface of the ground. And the dome was lighted by day and by night by inner energies, and it was so that the light went out through the prisms of the crystals, creating a tapestry of many colors, shining forth and and uh, hearing in constant suspension as great limbs of uh, of a tree. And the glory of God was upon the mountain, and it was holy, and the base of the upper, upper pier set four square upon the earth. And every part of the crystal pyra had duplicate faces and planes of each other part. And from its inner source, rays of light sprayed forth, forming a ceiling dome that simulated from tree limbs and back to the dome uh, form. So it was that the uh, cherub Elohim angels, Elohim angels, planted the dome uh, of pure light on the mountain in the midst of the garden. And the dome of light was the was was the tree of life to show that the angels that fell into uh, matter uh, the, the way to regenerations. And Adam loved the Garden of Eden. Now, what it's really saying here is the Dome of Light was a, a way to the tree of life to show the angels that fell into matter the way to regeneration. And uh, I'm going to just make a note here so we don't leave that out when we start uh, translating the, this uh, uh, into the publication because uh, <laughs> I, I just feel so excited, uh, you know, uh, at all that is going, you know, on here and the spirit of reading this just really gets me stirred up. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Adam loved the Garden of Eden for Un was intrigued and fascinated by every aspect. And the angels taught Adam to cultivate the soil and taught him the knowledge of the trees and the plants. Therefore, Adam increased in wisdom and knowledge. Adam began to ask the angels questions concerning the dome and concerning Un's life. For Adam remembered not that Un was Javiel. This is the state of all angel spirits that, that take positions in physical bodies. And so it was with Adam. Uh, Un's memory of past senses were in a suspended state. Consequently, the angels selected their an ad answers to Adam carefully. However, as Adam stood before the crystal pyra, the angels instructed him day by day. On a certain day, when Adam came to be ministered into the crystal pyram, the dome of uh, 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 the dome of pyra uh, lattice lights before the cherubim angels. Then. Um, Okay, let me read that again. On a certain day when Adam came to be ministered unto in the uh, crystal pyra, uh, which is the dome of lattice lights before the cherubim angels, uh, then the cherubim angels rejoiced in the advances of Adam. However, Satan also came to observe uh, the captain of the angels' host and, and, and ask Un, from where uh, do you come? Uh, oh, let me do this again. How, however, after uh, uh, Satan appears and comes to observe, the captain of the angels, the good angels uh, of the host, said, from where do you come? This is sort of remind you of the Job thing. And Satan answered, from searching the height, the width, and the depth of the earth. Uh, do you not know that I shall set up my kingdom on the twin mountains of this garden? 
Then said the captain of hosts, We know it is in your heart to envy Yaviel. Do not this thing, for why should your orisol be left in the Tartaru? Then Satan, standing upon the holy mountain of the crystal Pyrrha, scanned every aspect of the garden and of the holy mountain. And Satan mind-walked up and down through the prisms of the crystals and the atoms of the stones of fire. Then Satan, with great force of mind, uh, began to close the circuits of light energies of the crystal dome. But as rapidly as Satan uh, mentalized out those energies, the good angels mentalized their auras to phototransmit light through every prism. Um, that's prism, P-R-I-S-M. Then Satan, looking upon Adam, laughed and said, And by this he-she, you will populate the world? Then Satan said, Be gone, Satan. So it was, Satan left the presence of the holy mountain upon the highest mountain of the Garden West. Uh, we're talking here the Mount of Hermon because right down below that, and all that was all part of the uh, Garden of Eden, uh, which was in Lebanon, which we have given scriptures to support that. <clears throat> Begin to build an immense image, the image that was of a great dragon, and before the image was a trio stone that burned night and day. Wow. Uh, incredible. And Satan gave power to the image to speak and to think, for a photo transition of demon uh, spirits, angels of Satan, lived in the image of the dragon. And the eyes of the dragon were red, and the, and the rays of the dragon uh, uh, red, and orange light beamed forth from them. The dragon, designed, uh, the dragon was designed so that whosoever looked steadily into his eyes was cast into a spell of enchanted trance. Now Satan therefore built the dragon like a tower upon a very high mountain so that all who looked upon it would be uh, awed by its size and, and beauty. Okay, uh, I'm going to have to stop there. This beautiful part where uh, this um, thing happens with, with, with uh, the birth of, uh, of, um, of Eve and the rest of that. But we'll, we'll, we'll finish reading that next week because I, I promised that I was going to get into... Uh, the Holy Manifest on this thing about the judgment of, of Lucifer. And uh, this is in the uh, uh, book of A Time to Plant, uh, which is within the Holy Manifester, uh, the Holy Manifest book. So there are, there are many books inside the one book. Uh, every book is, is considered a chapter, although it's, it's a full book. Okay, overview as presented by Prince Michael. And the seraphim judges. Um, this is they that presented it. It doesn't mean that all of the judges are only uh, seraphim. The Bible speaks about the seven spirits of God, and these seven spirits of God represent uh, the, the the leader angels of the plural angels that overcame all of the seven universes before this universe we are presently in and they are to be you know involved in in the judge uh, the judges as part of the judges on that day of the white throne judgment but this this writ was written by michael and and, and his seraphim judges Allegations and charges against the following. Lucifer, co-archangel of the cherubim, and all the legions of the tens of thousands, and all the hosts of the thousands of the millions, and all the wheels of the million millions uh, of the, the co-und, and, and of, uh, of any involved ophanim. Okay, just a minute here, make a note. 
All right. Upon a certain time uh, during the courses of our mission, after having arrived at the galaxy known as the Lake of Smokes, we seraphim set up our prospective headquarters in the constellation of uh, Orion, while the cherubim set up their headquarters in the realms of the Pleiades, and the Ophanim set up their headquarters in the realms of Arturus. Uh, Arturus uh, being in the um, uh, not not our, uh, our, uh, the Arturus that uh, um, most people think of in, in a different, uh, um, what shall I say, not galaxy, but, but in, in, in a uh, different constellation. Uh, this is talking about uh, the, the, um, the constellation that um, is the one that Satan wrapped his tail around. And uh, it was called the Father's House, so uh, we will we will get uh, more into that. But it's it's called the constellation of the Little Dipper. Okay, after setting up the galaxy kingdoms and or, or orbiting our planetomes in each of our prospective areas, we proceeded with duties as decreed uh, by uh, the signage of the Holy Commission. Uh, now, this Holy Commission is where the seven spirits of God get involved. The seraphim um, as judges, the cherubim as watchers, and the ophanims as creators. This is talking about the assignment of these um, uh, three groups of angels uh, for creation and what their position was. The seraphim as judges, the cherubim as watchers, and the ophanims as creators. I must not fail to mention the, the pre precision and the magnificent acceleration by which Yaviel and the Ophanim spirited their creations, all proceeded with articulate um, perfection and would seem that changing even one finite particle of substance could not improve such grand designing. However, such a thought did occur to Lucifer, co-archangel under the command of Un's Lord Gabriel the Cherubim. Indeed, it was Lucifer, uh, Lucifer's suggestion uh, that Un be assigned as mediating um, archangel of the Ophanim to assist Dominius and and the Ophanim during their creation cycles, at which time Yavion and the 144 captains of the host were absent from the wheels to spirit creations. Considering Lucifer's high rank and considering the guardianship role of the cherubim as watchers, Gabriel agreed to confer upon Lucifer Un's request at role, a decision to which I also agreed. Um, it was short, this referring to Michael, no, no doubt. It was uh, shortly after that confirmation that serious transmission problems begin to occur between the mind creator Ophanim and the photo translator Ophim. It was at that time Lucifer expressed Un's intention to move the base of the mind uh, creators to realms of higher accelerations for as unexpressed it, unimpeded transmission, transmission abilities. At that time, Dominius rebelled against Lucifer's suggestion. I must say that by such time, the whole of the, gal of the, whole of the galaxy was in an uproar of decisions. Consequently, Yavia left the, uh, the creation in abeyance and returned with 144 uh, captains of the host. At that time, uh, the split between Dominius and Lucifer was of an extensive nature. I must admit, 
with much sorrow that the angels of Dominius fought with the angels of Lucifer, were it not for Gabriel and Un's legions, speedy intervention, who would dare mention the results? The following accounts are the proclamations of my judgment, which I, Michael, and select uh, seraphim render in the course of our uh, duties as judges. Judgment of Lucifer. <clears throat> this is like a legal writ. Lucifer corrupted the signals of the mind creators by uh, in integrating deviated creation, creation signals uh, to Dominius for transmission to Yaviel and the 144 uh, captains. In the conclusion of the judges that the corrupted signals were a result of Lucifer's intentions from the beginning of Un's assignment to betray and degrade the leadership of Yaviel, the captains of the host and Dominius uh, also in order to claim leadership of the Ophanims and aspiring to the highest possible status, thereby conquer and control this galaxy. We find exclusive defaults of Lucifer to the following laws. Creative law. Number one, creature or angel shall not have the right to divine itself uh, or esteem itself above its destiny. Inasmuch, that was law one, inasmuch that Lucifer, ranking as a cherubim co-archangel, knew that advances of rank are not assigned until the white throne judgment, but nevertheless attempted to secure self advanced position, we find Lucifer in default of creation law one. Um, law six, the angel shall not take power to possess or control the creations except for creative purposes or by permission of the Holy Commission. Inasmuch that Lucifer, by deceit and force, sought to interject singularly, singularly, one's own creation ideas by the introduction of the colossal beast uh, that he created, this action became, talking about the dinosaurs, an attempt to control creation and violate creation law 6. Law 12. The angels shall not war with the creations or with one another, except can it can be shown as a judgment, as a vital act to preserve the endangered course of destiny. Inasmuch that the weight of evidence reveals that turmoil uh, was configured and initiated by Lucifer, the preponderance of guilt and blame for infractioning creation law 12 must rest upon, uh, upon Lucifer. Holy Laws of the Universal Covenant Law 10. You shall not attempt to alter the vibration of the soundtron. To do so is resolute death. It is also the opinion of the judges that an infraction may exist on Law 10 of the Universal Code, a Covenant Code, as to whether not uh, manipulating the creative signals constitutes an attempt to alter the soundtron. This is a very technical and serious decision which we have decided to defer. Law um, law uh, uh, 22 of the Universal Covenant. You shall not replicate your image beyond the number of transitions. You are capable by refraction to recall each image, for the lingering of even one image can divide the oracle signal. It is our opinion that the judge, of the judges that Lucifer may have broken Law 22 of the Universal Covenant Code inasmuch that Lucifer's first figure remains, as does all our figures by aura soul in the first domain. Lucifer's second figure as co-angel of the cherubim 
uh, Un's third figure as guardian of the o to the Ophanims, Un's uh, fourth figure as legal replacement of Yaviel, and 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 to mention and not to mention there was an additional number of figures used during the war. This is then being given as a charge against them. Okay, continues condemnation and sentencing of Lucifer. I, Michael, and my kindred judges do find Lucifer guilty of all said ob uh, obligation allegations. Guilty of all said allegations and charged that Lucifer, in order to appease um, Un's uh, vaulting pride, coveted the leadership of Yaviel and therefore contrived deceitful means by which to dispose Yaviel and certain of the leadership empowering himself in their stead. Therefore, we seraphim judges by the eternal edits, um, uh, the edicts of the holy laws decree that Lucifer's rank of co-archangel be reduced to the lowest rank of the angels and that Lucifer be given the time of the life of a red star to show Un's repentance by exploits and honor. Pleadings of Dominius and the 144 Ophanim creators. Inasmuch as Dominius and the 144 Ophanim creators uh, 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 creations or creators rather have pleaded guilty and have asked for no contest of case only a brief statement of the offenses and a rendering of judgment will be made charges against dominius and the 144,000 ofan creators herein are the renders renderings of the following decrees of judgment for the the heretofore mentioned trespasses Furthermore, we find Dominius and the 144,000 uh, captains of the legions of all the host and of uh, and all of the wheels of the Ophanim guilty of default of the following law, Yaviel being the only exception, where we found Yaviel to be innocent of any charges, uh, uh, crime, or sin. Creation Law 12. This is the law that the, the Ophanim uh, of the 144,000 and Dominus are said to have broken, are being charged with having broken. The angels shall not war with the uh, creations or with one another, except it can be shown at judgment as a vital act to preserve the endangered course of destiny. The angels, as mentioned, are found guilty of taking actions of war before consent of orders. I, Michael, and my judges decree that said angels be given time to repent and that the, their commands be held in abeyance uh, uh, until such a time is acceptable to Yaviel. The pleadings of all other Ophan participators. Inasmuch as the whole of the Ophan participators have pleaded guilty and have also asked for no con contest of case, only a brief statement of offenses and a rendering judgment will be made. Condemnation and sentencing of all other Ophanim participators. Charges against all Ophanim participators. The other Ophanim participators engaged in Lucifer's suggested schemes without checking their validity or author authorization. Um, let's read that again. The, the other open and participators engaged in Lucifer's suggestive, uh, suggested schemes without checking their validity and authorization. I, Michael, and my kindred judges decree that said angel participators by their frivolous acts of folly are found guilty of committing acts of war in breach of the holy wars and accordingly must be disposed of their creative duties and replaced by cherubim until purification by repentance. Lucifer rejects judgment and makes appeal. 
It came to be that immediately after the sentencing of Lucifer by Michael and the seraph judges that Lucifer rejected the judge's decision and posted an appeal to the Holy Commission of the White Throne. <clears throat> Fall of the, of, of, of the angels. Okay. The heavens were filled with sadness. Yaviel wept. Lucifer, having rejected Un's judgment, next proceeded to convince the Ophanim to follow Un to the constellation of the dragon. Then Lucifer and his Ophanim set up war camps um, in the constellation of the dragon along with Lucifer's co-Und uh, angels. Behold the legions... Just a minute, I have to make a note here. All right. Okay. Behold the legions of the cherubim. Each, each, uh, even Gabriel was uns, uh, with an uns sentries. Uh, okay. Behold the legions of the cherubim. Even angel and uns sentries rushed against Lucifer to war with un and the Ophanims. But Michael stopped them and said, "It is not." pleasing to I am that you should war against your own second in command inasmuch as you have anointed Un, Un as a covering angel and I and my seraphims have executed judgment against Lucifer and Un's followers. Now now Yaviel, Dominius and 144 captains of some of the Ophanims waited in the realms of Arturus for the execution of judgment and prayed for the mercies of I am. Michael and Un's angels fought against Lucifer, the anointed cherub, and the Ophanims, and prevailed against them. Then were Lucifer and the angels cast down from the constellation of the dragon, and Lucifer, the head dragon, was cast down, and Un's lofty propositions of mind were wounded. According to the judgment of the seraphim's law, some fallen uh, angels became demons, other fallen angels became humans came to pass that Lucifer and the angels were given time to repent, but Lucifer and many of the Ophanims would not. Then Michael stripped Lucifer of Un's title and changed Un's name to Satan. And the angels that would not repent, uh, Lucifer also stripped of their titles and changed their names from Ophanim to, to, to demons. But the angels that committed folly and repented were told they must go through the burnings and be purged, and then changed their names to teraphim. And so it was, the angels knew that they must go to the creation and be purged by many cycles of burning before they could be restored to their estate as ophanims. That you may be wise and shine as the stars of heaven, it is for you to know why Lucifer, who was once Satan, a perfect cherubim angel and a co-archangel to Gabriel, continues to resist the forces of the seraphim and the cherubim angels. To understand, you must know that there are universal laws and codes that govern the actions of angels, principalities, and cre creations. It is by Satan's interpretation of these laws that Satan has chose, uh, chosen to challenge the authority and the judgment of Michael. Satan the lawyer. Satan is a powerful lawyer of the universal laws of God's photo trans transitions in the Soundtron. 
Therefore, there is a constant controversy between the forces of Satan and the forces of Gabriel, Michael, and Christ the Yaviel for the minds of humankind. Satan, cre Satan ceases not to debate Un's rights as an angel of prior higher rank and to challenge and test the judgments of the seraphim, the decisions of the cherubim, and the true character of the teraphim. Michael, in accordance with the laws that govern, in, govern divine powers and principalities, has granted certain liberties to Satan and his angels, whereby they can challenge and test the cherubim and the teraphim um, <clears throat> within the extent of that provision. Be it known that all the ophanims which include the aura souls of humankind and all the angels that became demons under Lucifer, as well as the guardian and judge angels, uh, being the cherubim and the seraphim, shall stand before the great white throne judgment uh, to be rewarded for their good deeds and good considerations, or to be rewarded for their evil deeds and evil considerations. Uh, by the holy manifest, let your eyes behold, and let your ears hear decrees and challenges of Satan, and the degrees of the judgment of Michael. By these things it is given to you to know that there is a divine theocracy and a divine commitment uh, uh, to natural and spiritual order of the universe. Now, next week, we're going to get into the legal statements of Lucifer the Satan and his appeal to the Holy Commission. Keep in mind that though certain judgments have been made, those judgments are not uh, finalized uh, as, as a, a permanent uh, judgment until the white throne judgment occurs. And and so those are only temporary uh, judgments, and they they have limits. Have limits. For instance, uh, we found last week, as I shared with you, that that the prison that Lucifer was in for the thousand generations was was his own prison, his own agreement to make a compromise uh, as they are dealing with this whole uh, issue of the judgment that is rendered but has not yet been verified by the white uh, throne judgment. And therefore, because it has not yet been rendered uh, as a final thing by the white throne judgment, uh, that means there are various um, um, openings of consent, uh, openings of, of uh, reasoning that have to be given to Lucifer. Even though he's charged, he is not finalized. And that's why it says that, you know, uh, he after a thousand generations, he had to be released. Uh, that was because that was all part of the agreement uh, for which he agreed to uh, hold back from certain kinds of actions against the people and the temptations uh, for this certain period of time. And and uh, uh, that didn't mean all uh, uh, temptations and all actions, but certain kinds of actions, uh, like, for instance, against those who are were uh, the children of God that would have been marked with a seal and identified in their foreheads so that Lucifer would know these people are sealed. Okay, I have agreed to leave them alone, and and things along that line. Um, so we will be getting into uh, this uh, last, you know, legal statement of Lucifer. It is an incredible, incredible thing. We will also then finish reading the um, the story of Adam, uh, and and uh, that that will be sensational. 
if we can possibly have time, we will also get into uh, this revelation of uh, of the temple and how that the temple really has in it, uh, you know, some of the story of of many of these things that we are talking about. We will also try to get into uh, the um, thing about Jesus Christ's star angel and how that this term angel has been used from the beginning of time. And and, and uh, well-known uh, people like the scholar and, and the... Um, uh, the Doctor of Divinity, uh, C.I. Schofield, who, uh, you know, uh, is a, a Baptist scholar, but, but uh, an exceptional uh, scholar, no doubt, and how that he uh, had to admit and had to finally come uh, to the realization that uh, the, the different times in the Old Testament that certain angels were were uh, described and and represented that beyond a shadow of a doubt that those angels represented uh, uh, Jesus Christ in an angelic form, and uh, we want to touch on that a little bit if we have the time. It will be a sensational uh, uh, next teaching, uh, number eleven, and we we think that this will probably go and then also to to uh, 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 number twelve in which we will. Uh, sort of bring uh, some uh, general closings to this uh, book of the wars, uh, interpretation of the book of the wars, and, and a summation. We think we can get that all done by the end of chapter 12. Wow. So, in the meanwhile, dear friends, dear followers, dear listeners, may the holy God of heaven smile upon you shine upon you. May his face shine upon you. And may there come forth from that shining a healing to your mind, your spirit, and your bodies. God loves you. May God's healing move upon you now by his spirit. We love you. God bless you. Until next time.